If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. (laughs) It's all happening. I forgot. I I did forget. I completely forgot too after our conversation last week. But I I I'm sticking to it. It's a whole new you. Yeah. It's a the classic version of me, the original. Yeah. I mean, people will start taking us seriously. Yeah. Now I want a fancy name. Brian S. Brian Brian S. S. Brian. Uh, yeah. Brian. What's your name? Matthew. Brian Matthew. It's it's it's, it's, it's not a good hyphenated name. No. Um. What is your name in French? Does it sound in French? Brian. I don't know. Brian. Yeah, do that. Brian. No, I. It's because it's not a French name. When I, well, when in, when I was in French class in high school, I was or in junior high, I was Benoit, which is Benjamin. <laughs> but I think it's like the closest thing to Brian. Okay. And then I changed it in high school to Julien be, mm. because I was obsessed with the um, character in those Anne Frank, not Anne Frank, <laughs> Anne Rice, <laughs> those crazy Anne Frank vampire books. Oh my god. Uh the Anne Rice witch the 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 witch trilogy and there's like a cool sexy bisexual witch named Julian. That's beautiful. And so I wanted to be him. And now they're making a TV show of it on for Amazon Prime. Oh wow. I'm excited. The Anne Rice cinematic universe. I was always Allie because that's French. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that's already a French name. Basically. I have one in the bag, baby. I like French, the, the, the hyphenated names for women that are like Marie and then it could be anything. So you could be Marie Agnes. 
yeah i like all i like how like catholic it all is oh super yeah um yeah anyway so that's french names for you we hope you enjoyed that segment yeah i mean everyone has a french name if you really think about it well yeah and everyone has a hebrew name what's your hebrew name rachel isn't it appalling that my my Hebrew name is so? I mean, you could say it differently if you wanted to. You know, Raquel, Rachel. Well, in Yiddish, it's Rachel, but in Hebrew, it's Rachel. And um, I, but I would just say, but it's Rachel. And I just always thought it was like so insane that like my my name was agnes and then my hebrew name which should be the weird name is like the most normal name it's, in the world. yeah so basic it's so common well because biblical names are very popular it's not like i mean there's a reason for that it's basic it's because like sure. people name kids after biblical features like biblical characters um i like the name rachel but i've never gone by it yeah it's so I mean, it definitely is like obviously a biblical name, but it feels so secular at this point because just everyone has that name. Um, yeah, like Rachel, Rebecca, Leah—they're all Hebrew. I mean, they're all biblical. Matthew, David, Bathsheba. Luke, Luke is Christian, but yeah. Um, Esther. Esther's a good one. Yeah, it's cute. I like Ruth. If I was gonna do a biblical name, I'd be I would I would name someone Ruth. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg ruined it for everyone. Not for me. <laughs> Ruth just makes me think of like a woman making her little girl like be RBG for Halloween, and the little girl has like glasses on. Well, I wouldn't make my little girl be RBG. I would make her be uh, I don't know <laughs> Amy Cohen, Coney Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ruth Conda forever. Oh God. Um, I'm glad they're dead. Yeah. No, well, not, not Ruth. No. You well, the, you're glad that the person who tweeted that got dragged. Isn't that what you mean? Oh no, I meant I'm actually glad that they're dead. Are you calling Ruth Bader Ginsburg they? Are you using a gender neutral? No, I, I was I was no, I'm this is now I'm just digging myself into a hole. I'm glad that it's just over. The whole thing is over. We don't have to deal with her anymore. Uh, Ru- you mean, what do you, when you say it's over? You're glad Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Because it's like, she was going to die anyway. And it's like better to just get it over with now than having to drag it on longer. <laughs> but I guess I don't care. I'm so, I whatever. I'm so uh, apolitical now. I used to be such a political junkie and now I'm like, I'm just a complete nihilist and I just don't even give a shit, which is probably terrible, but that's how I feel. It's so exhausting. I mean, like, I didn't even know about this like Virginia thing until everybody, I, and I still don't really know. And I, it just feels like every, like every two months, there's like some crisis where everyone is like, this means this about the country and like everything is going to shit because of X. And then there will be like someone else will win and they'll be like, this means everything is going great. And like, we're all so happy and like, we're finally making progress. And it's just like, I, I can't keep up with this. Like I can't go on these like insane emotional highs and lows based on every single election that happens everywhere in the country. I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like the political media industrial complex that needs to create a crisis 
Yeah, I mean, and also like every time there's a because the Virginia governor race is always like the year after a presidential race. And so it's always like the whoever the party not in power, they end up winning. So it's like not that big of a deal. And then Terry McAuliffe is literally like the Clinton's biggest like fund rate. Like he's such a hack that he's the I mean, it's the whole thing is so depressing. And, and then it's like not because it's like who cares it's the governor of virginia like that's what i was saying yeah. i was like why do i care who the yeah. governor yeah it is? doesn't matter the governor of virginia i'm supposed to lose sleep over yeah. this i live in california i don't care who the governor of virginia is and that's normal that's fine like isn't that okay and governor isn't that actually a lot better for my mental health and yeah. for everyone i can't care about every fucking governor in this goddamn country i have i have the power of one vote which i have to cast in california anyway that's all i have I'm not going to give it out. I'm not going to have like outweighed stress, like, like proportionate to like the amount of actual impact that I have. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's just people who want you to pay attention and give them money. That's all that is happening. Like when people make a big deal about this stuff. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like, you know, crisis for the Democrats so they can send out their little, um, you know, the sky is falling emails, but. And, And I used to fall for it every time. No more. I am done. Agnes says no. Agnes says no. Aggie might have been a, a shit lib. Oh, blue Aggie emails from Joe Biden. Oh, I, I keep getting, I'm like, I tried to take myself off of all these fucking things. I just got a, like dozens of emails last week from the governor of Colorado for some reason. Who's I, It's just like. Ugh. I feel especially manipulated when I get the ones from Bernie where it's like. Agnes, I'm humbly asking you, can I please have 20, whatever it is, like $27 or whatever the stupid fucking thing is. It's like, stop trying to get me to give money to the DM DNC by like playing on my affections for this one man. Yeah. That's all. That's all it is. That's all. That's the only affection I have left is him. And I guess a couple of the other people, but the dem- I mean, whatever. It's just a joke. The whole thing's a joke. I just want to move to Vermont and be old and yell yeah. in a coffee shop and just scream at people. And that's you seem like you would do really well in Vermont. I would. I think. Well, yeah, I would. I. I. Yeah. I. It's a. It's a place for me later in life for sure. Like you seem like someone who could do that. Like be in the cold. That's. I think you would deal with the cold fine. Yeah. I think the the winters get long, but I do like I do like the cold for a little while. You would be like wearing sweaters. You would be in a coffee shop. I mean, you could. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you also. I know you like to sunbathe and have a cocktail. Oh sure, no, but like you, you. There's a certain. I mean, you could. There's certain towns in Vermont that probably has like one nice little bar that has like a fun cocktail menu, and then. If I lived in like um, Burlington, at least there would be like a little, you know, art house movie theater where I could catch my movies. Yeah. I think that's a good life. Sounds like a good life to me. And no one cares about, like, no one's a Democrat in Vermont. Everyone's like a anarchist Marxist, I think. I don't know. I hope. I don't know. You have to go there and find out. I guess I'm not really an anarchist. I'm, you know, like I've explained before on this podcast, I'm an authoritarian Marxist. Yeah, you're a Maoist. A Maoist. That's the dream. Oh, God. I don't even know what you're talking about, to be perfectly honest. Just for the government to, like, tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, they'll shoot you in the street. And everyone just falls in line. We don't have to worry about anything. 
but isn't there like something else other than like the authoritarianism that you like about it well the sort of the communism part the like communal you know no one's going to be hungry everyone has a roof over their head everyone has you know three square meals a day supposedly uh so i like the 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 communal aspect of it and then also the um you know if you don't get in line but how do you not get in line with getting three square meals a day exactly exactly so there's no reason i'm not saying like how could you say no i'm saying like how like what would be the things that people get killed for doing oh i think you know like stepping out of line you know uh disparaging the dear leader um making art that is not in line with communist philosophy um trying to make money on the side uh not through the official channels i think there's lots of ways to disobey i see well but i'm a very obedient person i don't like to break the rules too often so i'd be okay that sounds great brian i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure that you and everyone in vermont all want that (laughs) i don't know why i keep bringing this up on this podcast i don't know I don't know why either. I don't think you're doing a very good job of selling. No, it I, well, no, because I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about. As that's completely obvious to anyone who's listening. Um, well, we have. You know, we talked about communism today, and we're gonna swing wildly into the opposite direction to um, pure unfettered capitalism of the annual. They call it the Super Bowl of Goop. It's the Goop annual gift guide. Yeah. So I, so first of all, I'm, first of all, as everybody knows, not an obedient person, but I also am not a communist. (laughs) So I was like looking at the, um, at the goop gift guides and they came out early this year. So earlier and well, cause after now Mariah Carey smashes those pumpkins right at midnight on November 1st and then, and then it's all, all hell breaks loose. And like, as everybody knows, um, I hate Christmas. I think it's, um, I just, it's not, it doesn't make me happy. It makes me very sad. I do not enjoy it. I don't like the aesthetic of Christmas. I don't like the green and red. I don't like the wanton consumerism. I don't like the mandatory Christianity. I don't like the Christian philosophy that underlies the whole, like anything that's possibly good about it. If that like you basically, if you don't fall in line with it, you're like a bad person. I just don't like it. It's not, I I like the time off. I like, you know, a cup of hot cocoa or whatever, but this is just not my holiday. So the goop, and I feel like when Christmas happens, it's so depressing that like I escape, I feel like I escape into consumerism and just like you know, hot toddyism because there's like nothing because that's all that's like really being offered to me. So yeah, the, so the 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 feeling, the vibe of Christmas is so uh, repulsive to you, and yet there's not really an option to like completely opt out. So you dive into the one part of it that you can control, which is buying things. Well, I feel like buying things is like. Yeah, like I feel compelled to buy like gifts for people. And also um, there's just so much advertising. Like it works on me. Like when I get like constantly like like, time to buy, time to buy, like I'll just buy something. Like I just will fall, I'll do it. But um, 
Yeah, I do. That's part of it. It's like you cannot fucking escape. Like when it's Christmas, like you have to celebrate Christmas. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, like you have to like Christmas is happening all around you, even if you don't want it. Yeah, you're you're compelled to like be in the Christmas spirit, even if you don't celebrate the holiday. And like, you know, like everyone says, it's it's obvious. It is like the Christmas season is getting earlier and earlier. It's it's literally. Yeah, it's like two two full months now. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous and it's so I, I don't know I just I just don't like it it's too and I I like I actually like the Christmas aesthetic uh I like the I like sort of the British you know Charles Dickens 19th century Victorian sort of idea of Christmas that is still like the basis for the way that sort of Christmas is celebrated now um and if it was just December, I'd be perfectly happy. I don't like Christmas music that much, except I like the old, the old hymns, the real, the real Jesus-y stuff I like. Yeah, that's nice. Like the, like, um, what's it called? Like the choral stuff. Yeah, like, like whatever. Hark- like really dark and like terrifying. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like shopping. I don't like buying things. That's like not pleasurable for me. Uh and the whole the whole run up is so long now that by the time christmas happens i don't know how you could be anything other than just completely exhausted by the whole thing yeah like it's not like if it was one day that was like fanny and alexander or something <laughs> that would be one thing but if it's like two months of like blowout deals at Kmart and like fucking like Frank Sinatra or whatever it's like it's and then just like massive amounts of like sugar and alcohol it's just I I it feels so indulgent it feels like satanic it actually feels satanic yeah Um, yeah between the consumerism and the and the gluttony it is I mean I guess that's like the point like the, the sort of the pagan origins of of this it's not a harvest festival it's like a solstice it feels so divorced from like what it's supposed to be about where it's like this is about like i don't know like good god came to earth whatever is happening i don't really know but like it's all about like um being good and like doing good deeds and like being kind and being generous and like loving one another but i don't really see that much of that in um in in the way that it's celebrated. And also, even if it were there, it's like, frankly, in service of like a religion that I am not a part of. So like, I don't, I don't like the good part of it is also something that makes me feel uncomfortable because like, I'm not Christian. Yeah. So like the whole thing, just like, I I just like, I don't know. The only thing that I like about it really are the goop gift guides. Wow. I like my favorite is the, are the scent, the, the candle scents, the, um, I love a, a pine aesthetic and alpine uh, aroma. So I think that's probably my favorite part. And and some of the food I do. I mean, Christmas, it is mostly just like indulgent food, but uh, I love like sticky toffee pudding is one of my favorite desserts of all time. So I, that's sort of my new tradition is uh, making Nigella Lawson has an amazing sticky toffee pudding recipe. I made it last year. I'm going to try to make it again this year. Well, that sounds good. Other than that, I don't, yeah, I don't buy, like, 
I'm not seeing my family this Christmas. So I'll, you know, I'll send them some stuff. And then John's family's like so big that they don't really exchange that many gifts anyway. So it's like too complicated. So I guess that like excuses me from the um, most of the consumerism aspect of it. But, and also the thing in my birthdays right after Christmas, which that is to me is like more depressing. Cause it's like, I have to deal with this. And then it's like, this is like a surprise trauma on top of it. Yeah. That's also sort of why I hate Christmas because like my birthday's in February. So it's like, it's a ways after Christmas, but it's like, I always know when Christmas comes, I'm like, here we go. Mm -hmm. Like, hold on to your ass because you're going, you're plowing into the next age. And it's like, the older I get, the worse those birthdays are getting. And they're totally going to get worse from here. So whatever. I'm now I'm preparing myself now. And I'm, I mean, who knows? You can't really control your feelings, but I'm sort of making a promise to myself to like not get depressed for my birthday this year. Cause it's like, then what am I, I'm just going to be depressed every year for the rest of my life on my birthday. Like that's no way to live. So I, I'm now some, it's weird. Like some, like, I feel like my 30th birthday was really hard, but then like, they weren't very hard after that. You know what I mean? I feel like they get, I feel like sometimes they are, some are just harder than others. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes you feel younger, like later when you realize they're not really that old, you know? I guess. Um, I don't know. I used to like pretty much only hang out with people older than me. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I know so many people younger than me. I guess that's just sort of the way that life works. I know. It's, it is weird that like, I was always used to being like the youngest person in any like group and yeah. then I'm not anymore, but that's because time has passed. Exactly. And um, uh, but about, oh wait well let me just say about yeah. these guides so like these guides came out obviously November 1st I personally did not feel compelled to like go through and scrutinize every single thing on these lists because I was like we have literally two months to do this so I didn't like do a deep dive I also watched the entirety of that fucking oh session, yeah which I really regret it was a huge time suck I'm very resentful of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a full season of a show in a week I did it and I'm not an unbusy week by the way did you did you do it on 1.5 speed no i did it when i did it the old-fashioned way agnes doesn't do that (laughs) um Uh, but i did have some fun i made brian watch some of it oh no i took the sex quiz did you take the sex test yeah yeah the email that she sends is so messed up i forced brian to take it too (laughs) and he reported it for because he said that he was getting so he was getting spammed afterwards like so much oh really i don't think i've gotten spammed afterwards the weird thing about the email is like she writes it like it's written in like code so it'll get through your spam yeah because there's so there's so many keywords like you know sex i don't know like what i don't even know what the keywords are but i guess the email you know email services will filter out like dirty words or whatever so they're all yeah with like you know sex with a dollar sign or like an asterisk it's like a pound sign instead yeah. of an e it's like everything and so it looks extremely spammy it like it does so look crazy. like the real it's bizarre it's truly bizarre so what did you what was your sexual type is that too personal sexual. mine say i was so bummed that mine was sexual too it's so boring I was kind of happy because I thought it was like cool because that's like the men one. Oh yeah, you're just a, you're <laughs> you're a guy's like, girl. Sometimes you just want to like you know mm-hmm. fucking fuck or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, like you get turned on by genitals and fucking, not, yeah, like, not like energetic like body work. 
yeah, like I don't need energetic body work or like someone to like stand over me and like put a thing, like put their hand over my head. And then like, we both pretend to have an orgasm. That was not true. Like that was bullshit. I just, am going to go ahead and say like, I don't believe it. I don't believe that you can actually have an orgasm from some guys standing and being like t- hovering over your body and breathing. I don't think you can. I think and also it's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like one thing I didn't hear very much discussed on this show was cunnilingus. Please, if you're in my family, I don't need you to listen to this, but I just want to say what was kind of like is happening in these homes because everyone like I feel like 90% of like the woman's mysterious female orgasm that no one can fucking achieve is because like okay women need clitoral stimulation for an orgasm most of the time and if you're not providing it then the sex isn't gonna be very good and that's fucking it it's very simple like you might not have an orgasm from penetration or you might but like that is the way to do it like it's the same exact like your clitoral tissue is the same shit that's in a fucking dick it works the same in terms of having an orgasm you just actually have to like have contact with it it is so strange and i didn't really realize this until you texted me about it. but yeah it's like they didn't talk about that they didn't talk about cunnilingus at all in the whole and that series one, that one couple where she was like oh he says my clit is really small i was like i don't even no, he's, she, he no, would say it was big, right? Didn't he say no, it was he said it too, small. Oh, too small? And I was like, I don't think this guy, I don't know. I don't think this guy knew, like the whole thing where then he's like, stand, he was like fingering her in the show. But like, I literally think he needed someone to be like, that's where it is. Probably. Like, sorry, but that's what I think happened. Like with that couple. Yeah, that um, couple. And then the other straight couple, the, both of the younger straight couples, the guys seemed a little clueless the i mean the lesbians are obviously doing cunnilingus right they have to be i would assume but the lesbians seemed like well the one was like from a jehovah's witness background so they're like they have some you know maybe some issues and they both like hadn't really been in lesbian relationships before i think that they were saying that like they were with guys oh yeah 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 i think they like did it and they were like what even is lesbian sex so but that old that old horny guy he was definitely eating pussy Oh yeah. I love the old horny guy. I thought he was so funny. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he was cute. Um, and his poor wife who was like, <laughs> I, like didn't like her body anymore, uh, but um, he still like was like all about it, which was so sweet. Yeah. And that was, I thought that was a good scene with that woman. And then the, um, the mirror work lady who like stripped off and showed her. Yeah. I thought it was, was sort of like, I felt bad for the the woman, the old woman, because she was like, I earned my wrinkles, but it was like, I could tell she like knew what she was supposed to. You hear that shit so that, much. That's, where, yeah, the whole show is like that, where same with the energetic body work. It's like, you're on camera, you're making a TV show. So of course you're going to say, oh my God, I had an orgasm. Like it's because you don't want to ruin the whole show. Yeah, you don't want to be the one bitch who's like, nope, didn't work for me. You want to say it worked. Mm. Also, what the hell was the thing where they were like acting out the family that's that's when it lost me that's when i was tuning out because it was like the last episode um i what was real like true actual bullshit but i feel like did they do that on like um transparent or something like i feel like i've seen that or like heard of oh yeah it definitely seemed i mean a lot of these people seemed like they could have been characters on transparent honestly Uh, basically all of them yeah oh i miss that show i miss that messy ridiculous show 
I know you loved it. Um, but yeah. And then was there anything else? Anything else? Um, um, no. Well, which, which of your, of the sexologists were your, what was your favorite of the people? My favorite, my real favorite was the one who did the got naked with the old lady. Yeah, she was cool. I, I, th- I really liked her, what she was wearing. <laughs> I loved her like pink, like rope, like mm. not rope, like sweater, like a chunky sweater. Like, um, I thought she, I mean, so that was, I mean, that's, is that a reason? I don't know. But I also, I just felt like she was, felt the most like down to earth and like the least bullshitty and the most like, grounded just like okay like you don't you feel x y or z about your body and then she like her thing of like let's get naked and like look in the mirror or like she just did it yeah. i think just to say like look i'm putting myself out there for you i thought was like a really cool like i don't know service or like one of her like in like one of her like i don't know things that she does in her practice like to like make herself vulnerable to like show the person that it's okay. And like, I thought that was, um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. It's a nice way to like disarm the client. If she's also doing it. Um, she seemed, and she didn't seem like weird. Like, I don't know. Some of the other people are just like weirdos where I would feel more uncomfortable having to deal with them i also actually don't mind gwyneth's personal the michaela bohm lady i think she's pretty cool too wasn't she the one who did the emails no 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 that was um not darshana it was the other white woman with the sanskrit name was she the one who was like had her boyfriend yes she's the one with the husband who they they're like um they're in business together in business and pleasure together i guess so I felt really sorry for the girl who was like getting when the when the like woman put on the glove and was like doing a vibrator on the girls. I was like, first of all, this is essentially porn. Like this is porn. Yeah, yeah. So everything, but like, you know what's going on. And then also, I was like, this is. I don't know. I just felt like there was something about it that really freaked me out. Cause you know how, like, you know, that thing about like where vibrators come from that they were invented by gynecologists to like help women with hysteria yes, because yes. they were like, losing their minds. Cause they'd never had a fucking orgasm. It felt like just that. And I was uh, like, this is, this made me sad. Yeah. I guess it is the new version of, of that, which I mean, if I mean I, it's the exact same thing. If it helps people, it's it helps a, people. It's just, she's not a doctor. She's like a <laughs> she's a sexologist. That is, a so they need they need to change the name because it just saying sexologist is so it's just like the stupidest like, name you could ever think of. It sounds like um something from SNL from like the um what's his name? Oh my god! Like oh my god! The ladies the man. Love, the ladies yeah, man. Tim Meadows. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. It's so it's totally it's, it's totally ladies man. But and it's also like made up. Like, what do you mean a sexologist? Like you're not a doc. Like, what is a sex anyone am I a sexologist? Can, like, I mean, you, you can what, add ologist to anything. Yeah. What kind of well, I'm a podcast ologist. <laughs> like what governing body says you're a sexologist? I don't know. Oh, understand. we'll get to that. That's on my list. Oh, it is? Yeah. My list is all gift guide, but I didn't go through the whole thing. My list is partly gift guide and partly not gift guide. 
All right. Well, like, I mean, I feel like my first one is going to be really like a big, a thud. Land <laughs> oh, wait, before we move on, I do want to mention there was not much Gwyneth news this week, but she was at the premiere, or not a premiere. She was at a Gucci, a Gucci fashion show and she um, both did like a recreation of her supposedly iconic, but I don't really remember this look. She, she wore like a Tom Ford Gucci the red thing red sort of like pantsuit thing. i thought she looked great she looked great um but she wore that in 1996 to the like vmas and then so she wore like a version of that to this and then she oh, was, yeah her iconic vma look who could forget yeah i and it passed me by but um Why I, was that culture at the vmas in 1996 because she was like a young up-and-coming star fair hmm. uh and but this time she was photographed a lot with dakota johnson which is you know it's cool because they're like you know, she's like the cool, the cool younger stepmom to Apple and Moses. Um, and it's nice that they're friends. Yeah. And now Dakota Johnson has some like Oscar buzz this year. So we'll see. We'll see. We sure will. But that's all. It was nice to see Gwyneth at a, I mean, I guess she goes to fashion shows every once in a while, but I, I feel like she there's, it's few and far between where she's like at events that don't have to do with goop. So it's like nice yeah. to see her just out in the sort of regular celebrity atmosphere. It's, I, lo- I love when I see her in like regular celebrity stuff. Cause it's like, she is a regular celebrity and she needs to, you know, reclaim that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I really, I actually have faith that like in a couple of years after the kids are out of the house, she's, I don't know if she'll go back. She's not gonna go back to acting full time, but like, I think she will. I bet you she'll start doing like a movie every couple of years. We'll see. We'll see. I really wish she would direct. I know she doesn't want to, but it would, I would love to see, wouldn't you love to see a movie that Gwyneth Paltrow fucking directed? I would be afraid that it would be pretty sort of mediocre. Like, I don't know that she, I mean, maybe she does. I don't know that she has like a unique vision of the world. She obviously does. I mean, like Goop is her vision. Like Goop is like, the whole thing is her vision and like i feel like it's a that's true um and i mean i feel like goop is a whole like mood and a whole like it has its own like aesthetic center and its own point of view i think she does i think she could i mean i think if there was material that really she responded to no she could definitely do it it would be interesting but i guess i'm i would be more excited to see her in front of the camera i get it I would actually like, I haven't seen Spencer yet, but I would like Gwyneth to work with Pablo Lorraine and do um, Nancy Reagan. That's sort of my dream. Uh, no, she's, no, no, no. She's not. A Nancy. I think she's above, I think she's above that, like. She's above it. She's not going to do some sort of like weird stunt casting where she's like debasing herself for another Oscar. She got her Oscar. She doesn't need to put on a fucking wig. I, yeah, no, you're probably right. But I think she'll, I think she'll want to prove to everyone that she can still do it. Maybe. Maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. Time will tell. Alrighty. So shall we move on to the old lists? Let's do it. So, so I just want to get you mentioned out of the way that your first thing. 
because we talked about it so much, but my best of the week was literally just that the gift guides were out early and I was excited about it. So I realize now that I probably should have been more specific because obviously we were going to start talking about the gift guides like before we even got to the list. But that's what I put. So that's what I have. But I mean, it's valid. Uh, well, right? it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. it was sort of shocking opening up the emails earlier and earlier every year where these gift guides are coming out. Uh, it was a surprise. And I, under I understand now because of like supply chain issues. They need like everyone is really, I think, pumped for like getting their Christmas shopping done early. Is the supply chain real? No, I think it's, it's I think it's a false flag. I think it sounds like bullshit. I mean, I think there are, you know, like container ships or whatever that are stuck at the harbor. I, I don't really understand. But like it's not and I'm sure there's certain things that if you live in certain areas, there maybe it's tougher to get now. But the the sort of hysteria and panic, you can tell it's like it's like a it's it's a political um it's it's like a political stunt to make it seem I mean the country is falling apart. So in that case, I don't think they need to exaggerate, but like these are people who um you know, these are like, let's go Brandon people that want to like, that's what it sounds like yeah. to me. I also, but I famously was like, I don't think COVID-19 is going to be a big deal. And I think everything will be fine yeah. in like January of 2020. So I don't know anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, possibly the supply chain will get worse and worse. I mean, I do think like inflation is going up. There are definitely like horrible things going on in our economy. Like, uh, you know, employers don't want to raise wages. A lot of people are on strike, which hopefully will help their circumstances. Um, but yeah, the country's going to shit. But at least we have the Goop gift guide. Yeah, but in Gwyneth's world, everything is, oh, it's like, a la la. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's fine. Okay. Um, so what's yours? Mine is okay so mine is slightly more specific than yours but not too specific uh i really like the fact and they might have done this last year i'm not sure but this year on goop they have a personal shopper option oh really yeah so like on all the gift guides there's like a little link it says too much ridiculous not enough awesome our personal shoppers are here to help but then I don't know if this will work. I would love to hear if any of our listeners utilize this service because it just sends you to like an email address. So I guess you just like email them being like, oh, hey, I have like to get something for my mother-in-law and my teenage daughter and my you know husband. They like this and this, but it seems like that is that takes even more effort to just email someone what who the people you're buying for than than actually just looking through the gift guide. Cause it's not that it's long. If you're looking for like something specific that they want to help you find. Oh yeah. If you're like, I really need this vibrator, but it has to look like an egg. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought something that I don't want to say. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. I, that sounds like a fun thing. I might try it out. Who knows? It would be fun. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sort of just curious. Yeah. Curious to know like who these personal shoppers are. It's probably the same person that leaves the voicemail on the, the Goop customer service line. It's probably just someone who will like Google it or like search the website for you. Yeah. If you like don't ever use it, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so that, that seemed like a fun new addition to, 
to the gift guide. And then I have a couple of things on my best that are just like things that I want. That's, I mean, my thing that I would buy is like really long of just things that I want. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, these are two, these are just like, they're, they're not ridiculous. They're not crazy. They're just things I would actually buy or want. There's a, tor- a tortilla press oh, that's, that's $70. Uh, I eat, I mean, I don't like really thinking about it. I don't know that I would often make my own tortillas from scratch, but I do like eat so many tortillas every week that I feel like I should just sort of learn, like I should just make them cause they'll be so much better. Yeah. And then the other thing that looks really good that I want is uh, it's a, it's on, it's in the men's gift guide. It's called a clarifying facial polish. It's a multitasking exfoliating powder with volcanic. Is that the one from the Pharrell brand, the green one? No, it's a black sort of velvet bottle. It's the brand is called nature of things. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Volcanic ash and kismet glacial clay. I've, I think I mentioned this. I've started to exfoliate way more often now in. Yeah. You have to exfoliate. um, I I do it every day now. And I think actually my skin or my skin is a little bit less oily because I do it so often. And then, oh, the the third thing really quick, because, you know, I'm now a world-class athlete again. I'm playing a lot of tennis and I need to Mm -hmm. stretch. There's a, I think this was also in the men's guide. There's a $450 Zoom 90 minute assisted stretch class called Bendable Body. Oh my God, that sounds like a huge waste of money. I know, I'm sure it would be. I think it's specifically like for men who like can't touch their toes. I can't, I mean, I can't touch my toes. So I'm not as bad as some people, but this seems like I could use it. That's great. So those are my best. Um, Worst. Okay. So my worst. So this week I really just basically spent some time with the under hundred gift dollar gift guide. This is my favorite one because um, the things on it are cheap and um, I always open it first. So this is the one that I'm looking at this week. So there were good, there were bad, there were things I wanted, but there was one thing that struck me as like being particularly awful. And it was the kale hibiscus wine, which is $25. Um, This is a wine that is... I'll just read from the website. We uniquely infuse Pinot Noir locally sourced from a family in Northern California with organic hibiscus flowers. Okay. I think that the idea of like infusing wine in general is not a great idea, but infusing Pinot Noir is like, why would you do that? Why would you infuse a Pinot Noir with a fucking flower? Why would you do that? Unless you have the literal shittiest Pinot Noir on the face of the fucking earth. Why are you going to? And also it's like, I don't understand what that means. Like, is it like fermented with the hibiscus flowers? Do they like make a shitty Pinot Noir and then they do it? They were like, we special, we ferment this to have like a 4% alcohol, which is like really low. Um, 4% alcohol. 4% alcohol level, which is like insanely low, which makes me think that like, I don't know what like this, I don't know what this hibiscus is doing. Um, and then they have like these obnoxious things like this wine is gluten-free and vegan, which like sometimes they have to label that it's vegan because like sometimes like the industrial like wineries will like accidentally like get like animals in their press or whatever, which is so disgusting. Oh yeah. 
but like hmm. in general, it's you like gotta crack it's, some eggs to make an omelet. Exactly, but like I don't know, like like our wine is low in sugar we ferment our wines to dry they have less than one gram of sugar like any wine that's fermented to be like that's how alcohol is made it's like yeast is like eating the sugar and turning yeah. it into alcohol so it's all dry wine has no residual sugar like it's just like this bullshit marketing but then and, and like the gluten-free thing but then it's like why pinot noir is like one of the like is like probably like the greatest wine grape in the world and it's so hard to make and it's so hard to grow. Why are they infusing it with like a flower? And it just like totally misunderstands the idea of like when people say there's like a floral note and a wine, like they're <laughs> not talking about like literal flowers being in it, like steeped in it, like a tea or something. It's like a, it's like, those are the aromas that you're getting from the fermentation. I, just I think, think the whole that thing one of the issues with this is, well they they just shouldn't call it wine really like it's i i mean i guess there's like regional sort of like people will make you know elder flower wine or strawberry wine or whatever it's like uh there's ways to you know ferment things that aren't grapes but this is actually like you said pinot noir and and then hibiscus is so such an overpowering flavor it's like super tart i mean it's great on its own but it just seems like 4%. What, what is this? What is this for? Yeah. And I don't understand because it's like Pinot Noir is like a pretty high acid wine anyway. So it's like, what are you doing? Like adding more, like, I don't understand. I don't understand the point of it. Like why? And then I just, I don't, unless the point is simply that you want a really, really low alcohol wine. Yeah, I guess. But, the, but then I don't, I still don't get why we need the hibiscus. Uh, yeah, I don't really understand anything about it. It just seems like total fucking bullshit. I, the whole idea of it like infuriates me. I'm opposed to this. Do not buy this. No. And I think, I mean, I think hibiscus is just so, it's such like a trendy flavor right now that I think they're just probably popping it in, in everything. And it only has 59 calories per glass, which like, I think a normal glass of wine is like a hundred about for a glass. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't guess get what they're doing. Lower in alcohol. It sounds horrible. It sounds really bad to me. And it just also like offends me. Yeah. As you know, <laughs> you're basically a wine professional. So as a, yeah, as a basically wine professional, I'm offended. Uh, well, my worst offends me as well in a different way, perhaps than yours. This is just the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's on the lover's gift guide. It's $105 and it's called a bunny plug. And it's just a butt plug with a bunny tail on the end of it. That's so disgusting. So if you stick it up your butt, it looks like you have a tail. That's all it is. They need to get that off the so, website. That's for like that's for like weird like deviant art or like like people with like you know animal avatars on Twitter. Like that's not for goop. It's, it's not for goop. It's 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 beneath so us here. Gross. Cause it's like there's one thing I could see if you like 
I don't know, even if you're like a furry or whatever and you got turned on like with your partner, like dressing up like a little bunny and like a little, you know, Playboy bunny outfit with a cute little tail and bunny ears. But this is just like crazy. You're like literally sticking a metal thing up your butt and then it's just like plugged up with this black bunny tail. Sick, 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 sick. Yeah, I don't want that. Gross. Totally gross. Ugh. I'm opposed. Um, and for Christmas, I mean, this is a family-friendly oh, holiday. God. The sex, the Christmas sex stuff is wretched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was one of my worst. Also, I have to give a special shout out to this Home Alone 2 experience that the Plaza Hotel is offering for the children of rich deadbeat parents who don't want to spend time with their own children. Mm. So if you have a child now and you're a rich dead and you're a rich deadbeat, <laughs> you can send them on the Home Alone 2 package, which basically means you just drop them off at the Plaza Hotel and then some poor underpaid person has to babysit them for a night and they get some sort of limo ride around Central Park and a pizza and a giant ice cream sundae. And it probably costs thousands and thousands of dollars. And your kids don't even know what Home Alone 2 is because it's a 35-year-old movie. And then you can like, I don't know, stick a bunny butt plug up your mistress instead of spending time with your children on Christmas. Oh my God. Although I would hate to have to work there, but if I had kids, it would be like, I mean, I feel like there needs to be more stuff like that. Like places where you can send your children. Oh, sure. And yeah, I don't want to shame any parents for wanting to spend time not with their children. Um, but it's just like, and I guess you don't have to do this on Christmas, but home, the whole point of Homeland 2 is it, it was Christmas. So it's like, it, it does seem pretty sad that you're, do, if you're doing this on Christmas. Maybe you don't do it on Christmas, but you do it like around, around Christmas time. And do kids, are kids like, yes, Home Alone 2, oh my God, my favorite movie. Like, am I crazy? Or they don't know what this is, right? I don't think they know what it is. I mean, I think we know it. I think that like people our age, like that was like our fantasy yeah. as a children. But I don't think that, I mean, every day is Home Alone for them because it's like, you can just like give them an iPad and like lock them in a room and you don't see them for five hours. Like, you know, you can- there are ways. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. Home Alone, both Home Alone and Home Alone really Two. Your kids in a room, by the way. I'm obviously joking. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, I was just say they weren't like fantasies for me. I mean, also like I liked my parents, and and it was like scary because there were like burglars that you had to defeat. But Home Alone Two, especially, I mean, being in New York is fun or whatever. But like, it is depressing to be like in a fancy hotel by yourself, and then there's like that bird lady. I wish they they would hire a bird lady for this then it would maybe be worth it like maybe there is one yeah it would probably be kind of weird and creepy to actually do it i think that there was definitely like a wish fulfillment aspect of those movies especially like when he's in the plaza and like he's ordering room service and like he gets and his parents aren't there and he can do whatever he wants and like the same thing with home alone one i guess sort of because like every kid like wants to have like independence and like wants to be like in charge for for a day so it's like you know, it's like if this kid is in charge and then like these that he's actually like smarter than the burglars and like is like very and is like able to defend himself is like I think the whole thing is like a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but you know, in real life, like when you are now in 
when I have been in a hotel by myself, I do usually take that as an opportunity to overindulge in whatever. And it's really kind of sad. Of course it's, yeah, it's fun for an hour or two. And then it, it's like, what am I doing with my life? It's like, what service did this, like, what, what did this do for me? Nothing. Yeah. I spent a lot of money and I put things in my body that aren't good for it at the end. Um, ugh, but then, yeah, it's just sort of the idea. I mean, this, these extremely wealthy people, the fact that it's the plaza, like kids, I mean, kids would be just as happy to be at like a motel six, as long as there's like a TV. I disagree. <laughs> Oh, did no. you ever stay at a motel six when yeah. you were a kid yeah i mean i don't know about a motel six but like we definitely stayed at like roadside motel like we didn't stay at like fancy places most of the time and like i just loved being out of the house and like it all seemed as long as there was like a like we talked about a few weeks ago like those svengard um pre-packaged danishes at the continental breakfast the next morning like that's oh, all yeah. i cared about i don't i don't think i ever i don't think i stayed in like a night like a quote-unquote nice hotel really i mean one time we stayed at the disneyland hotel when we were in disneyland i'm trying to think but like i i mean yeah i don't th i don't think i like i don't i don't know i don't think i ever like had maybe that i'm never had like real like room service or anything as a kid it was just like the fun of like being out of the house and being on the road yeah we stayed in like a combo so like sometimes like if we were like going around like california we would usually stay in like a um like a shittier motel like sometimes yeah. we would stay in like a nice hotel we also used to always go to like to coronado the like Ooh. island off san diego and that has like this really nice hotel where some like it hot was filmed oh, cool. it was like a beautiful oh, cool. hotel but we used to have to stay in the motel across the street and go use their beach <laughs> which was like so embarrassing no that's and fun I, I mean, well, I remember as a kid, I mean, I had fun doing it, but I always remember like wishing I could stay in like the big hotel. I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's always like things that you want that you can't have as a kid, but I, I think, I don't know, like I have such fond memories of vacations or like, you know, going on trips with my family and, uh, and the hotels are actually are part of those memories, but it's not because the hotel was fancy. It's just because it's like a different fun place that you're not used to. Oh. Yeah. Um but uh, since yeah. then I've got I guess I've gotten to stay in a few nice hotels in my life and they are pretty nice. Yeah, I definitely would rather I would like right. at this point in my life I'm done staying in like I'm not gonna stay in a shitty hotel ever again. <laughs> if I have to, I'll just stay at someone's house. I can't do it anymore at these motels. Wow. I've stayed in enough of them. They're I I've stayed in some really shitty places, though. I don't think you understand. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want, like, when I was uh, uh, at that tennis tournament a few weeks ago, I just, like, needed a place to crash. And I stayed, it wasn't, it wasn't a regular Motel 6. It was a Motel 6 studio, oh. which is even more sort of depressing because you're, it's, like, meant to, it's, like, made up to look like a, like, boutique hotel but it's it's the like quality of motel six so it's like extremely sad but I, I still loved it sounds great um okay what's next oh did you do your worst those were my worst oh the, that was your worst okay so, so my saddest um, okay so i actually have an announcement <laughs> about my saddest 
So like, as some of you know, um, I purchased some sneakers uh, last or like a couple of weeks ago from Goop. Mm-hmm. And they're the Veja campus campo sneakers. They're those green sneakers on Goop that have like a green, they have they're white and they have a little green bee on them. And they're really cute. I've been wanting them for a long time. I finally was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy these. I did. They came, I tried them on. I was like, these are a little tight. So they're European sizes and like they don't do half sizes. So I got these in a women's 39. I wore them to a job that I did that was a very, like, it was an, that was like a live event where I was on my feet literally all day long, like working with this producer, like on this event. And um, by the end of the day, my feet were so fucked up. I wore them once, but it was one long day. My feet were so completely fucked up. I was like, I don't think I can wear these shoes, but I wore them for too long. So I'm on the fence. I'm praying about it. I'm like, I think I might just email Goop and say, tell them what happened and see if I can exchange them for store credit. But then I was like, maybe somebody who listens to my podcast wants them because I'm going to buy them again in the right size. I really want them, but I need to like get some money back on this investment. So I'm either going to get an exchange, put them on Poshmark, or if anybody out there listening wants a women's size 39, Veja Campo sneakers, um, they're $145 on Goop. And I am letting, they, I wore them once and I am going to be selling them for $115. So if anybody wants to demo me $115 for these fucking shoes, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Do the Goop Yourself website. What a bargain. The, it's a bargain. Worn once. Worn once. They're a little scuffed. Gently I mean, I was used. on my survey, but they're, you can, I mean, they're fine. What is the equivalent of 39 in American sizes? It's like, it's like an eight. So I'm like an eight and a half. So um, it said that you should be able, it like was supposed to cover from like eight to eight and a half, but I really should have gone up to a 40. So that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I have some of the, I have like some European size shoes that are 39, but these were just too small. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really sad about it. Uh, well, you'll—I mean, you'll get the the good size. But I, I bet if—I mean, if no one wants them, I Goop. We've talked about their customer service for a long time. I really do think they'll they'll at least give you store credit. Right. I mean, I just I threw the box out. Like I don't have anything. You know what I mean? Which makes me. Oh, you threw the know. box out. Yeah, I throw the box out of ever immediately. <laughs> Before you wear them. Well, I tried them on and I thought I was going to keep them. So yeah, yeah that's true. That's Cause I true. didn't, I didn't think I was going to return them after I wore them to like this event for like an eight hour work day. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, my crazy. Okay. So my, I have a craziest that it doesn't have to do with the gift guide. And then I have a couple crazy gifts. Um, so we all learned about sexological body work, obviously. Um, yeah. Darshana Avila is one of the uh, erotic coaches on Sex, Love, and Goop. So there's a little profile of her, but then the 
the craziest thing and the funniest thing is they link to a directory of every certified sexological body worker in the country. Wow. And so it's, it's sort of like, um, I guess a dating app or a, an escort service where you can just browse all of these people and see who. That's really cool. I want to browse sexological body work. Sexological body workers. Um, it's a lot of, there's a different categories of people. There's definitely, I mean, you have your, like, you know, a lot of like non-binary tattooed people. Um, you have some more like femme, right? Like, um, more, you know, femme women that look more, not conservative, but like you're more sort of stereotypical female presenting person. You have a couple of like tank topped gay guys, and then you have the category of old straight white men who are the fishiest sexological body workers I can think of. Wow. Yeah, that's really, I would not go to a male. I mean, I don't even go to a male, like, you know, GP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to a male sexological body worker. I mean, I feel like I've been dealing with these male sexological body workers my whole fucking life. <laughs> I don't need that. How I mean, many are there? Are, there's a ton. There's like, I mean, this is, I guess, the whole country. So there's like at least a hundred of these people all over. Um, there's, I mean, if you like a, you know, like a older white bald man, there's one named Richard Gorley who works in Orlando. And you he pay has, them? I mean, that's I think what so, I don't get. It's like, yeah. I'm not paying well, this guy. I think these are like, these are erotic massage people. Like he says, he literally says, okay, he offers two massages. The relaxation massage is a full body Swedish massage with some deep tissue work. It lasts an hour. It's a hundred dollars. He also offers his larger erotic, his longer erotic massage called Eros, which is $150. And it's like, well, that's literally just a ha- like, that's a happy ending massage, right? I don't know. I mean, today I do my own sexological body work with men only through traditional and my own erotic massage, massaging men for only, for over 24 years. So if you're in Orlando and you have like a daddy fetish, I mean, you know where to go. I mean, but this is not for, I mean, like, this is just people go, this is just sex work, right? I mean, this isn't like, they're not doctors yeah, or anything. Work. They're just for you or jack you off or whatever. Like, they're not. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. Wait, do you have the link? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a... Uh, yeah, here, I'll send it, it to you. Um, let's see. There's... I don't know, most of the... I mean, I think that's like a wide sort of variety of different people that... Some of them are more sort of um, healing. Here, I just sent the link to you in the chat. They're like healing trauma, you know, type of people. But then, yeah, there's especially it seems like a lot of the men that consider themselves sexological, sexological body workers are more just sort of sex workers i don't want to put everyone in the same category but and i guess you can just go to them and see what their deal is 
Um, I guess if like that's something there's that also a guy. Like is- Yeah, and it's like it's probably like a little more you know gentle and and nice than if you I don't know I don't know there's a there's a guy named Gavin Graham who's wearing like a blue suit and he has a very serious expression and it just says his only qualification is the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality 2015 okay. I don't know if that's like an alma mater or what. but he lives in Daytona beach. Jeez. Look, here's Prairie Wolf. He lives in Missoula, Montana. She supports clients who have experienced birth, gynecological or sexual trauma, as well as surgical recovery. She uses nervous system support and scar tissue remediation to address painful penetration, pelvic organ prolapse and incontinence. She also works with individuals to develop healthy and enjoyable menstrual cycles. Hmm. enjoyable menstrual cycles that's new prairie loves working with people to help them come home to their bodies and sexuality i don't know if she's actually like fucking you or whatever yeah some of these seem a little more on the level a little more medical these some of these people have just like interesting like how like picking animal names like that was prairie wolf here's dragonfly lee I don't know where this one is. Yeah, maybe the Dragonfly's mission is to help you find your uh, sexual desires and needs and teach you the skills to receive them. Uh, it seems like the men are the ones who are just like, the men are the ones who are like, I'll give you a hand job for $150. And then the women are just like, I want to have yeah. you make you have an incredible menstrual cycle. Maybe, I don't know. Aggie, there's one, no picture. His name's Larry Davidson, and he lives in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe he'll be my new neighbor. Yeah, or you're, he can be your sexologist. Erotic blueprints, somatic educator, evolved masculine leadership, hypnotherapy, and NLP, tantra, and nonlinear movement. Interesting. Very interesting. A lot of these people are in England. Yeah. Yeah, these people are... Maybe I'll go into this. I mean, this just seems like a good job, you know. If I just want to say, like, I'm a somatic sexologist, hand jobs are $200, (laughs) and I'm going to help you have a positive menstrual cycle, and my tips are, like, take Advil... And stay hydrated and don't drink coffee. All right. I always do, but they say caffeine makes it worse. So yeah, it's like hand job for the guy, menstrual tips for the women, everyone's happy, and you're two hundred dollars richer. This is wild. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it would cost more money than that. 150 bucks? For an hour? I mean, that's like, I feel like the going rate for, you know, a, a therapist or a masseuse or but you're doing a sex more worker. Like, than it's an all average about 150 bucks. Therapist. 
you're doing more than a therapist does. You're doing more I guess, than yeah, any therapist typically. Yeah. Is this legal but, in I California? Mean, yeah, that's the whole point is that it's legal in certain places. Remember Darshana said it was legal in California and then like not legal in certain states. Uh, I'm too judgmental. I, I'm too judgy. I could never do it. Well, I guess, yeah, it takes a special type of person. Yeah. Um, so quickly, a couple of crazy things off the list too. Of course, the Chanel sled, $10,500. Sort of cute, but it's like, I mean, it's just crazy. And then these omakase berries, which I guess are created by bees and robots. They're like, they look like strawberries, but they're $50 for 11 of them. Are they really good? Supposedly. It says exceptionally sweet, cultivated in a first of its kind vertical farm tended by bees and AI robots. So. It's like a whole new fruit. I mean, they look just like strawberries to me. I bet you they take, I bet, I think they're probably just strawberries. Okay. Was that on the ridiculous but awesome yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I kind of like that Chanel slot. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's not as tacky. I mean, it's tacky, but it's like a little, it's just like black and there's the Chanel logo. It's not crazy. I'm sure it's a nice sled. It's, I mean, it's like obviously a waste of money, of but it's just like, you know, I was like, okay. I could see, I could see like a, a housewife that's about to be indicted buying this for her children it seems like the kind of thing that like they just like places like chanel just like make shit like that to like kind of get a little bit of attention and no one really buys yeah, it yeah, yeah. like no one's gonna get that but <sighs> anyway all right what would you try so I would try, oh, um, so I spent a lot of time, as I said, on the under $100 gift guide because also, again, this is a gift guide. I'm looking for myself. <laughs> I am just thinking of buying things for me. Um, I also think that during Christmas, my new theory is that like all the money you were going to spend on gifts, you should just spend it on yourself and buy yourself whatever you want. And everybody just buy themselves exactly what they want and be happy. And nobody has to deal with anything else. Um, yes. because then you get exactly what you want. There's no pressure. And it's like, what if instead of, um, I don't know. And then everyone get together and like, show off what you got. That would be so fun. Like I bought myself this. Oh, wow. Great. Cause yeah, no one, I mean, cause it's, it's such a, I mean, I guess there is, there's not really an element of surprise as an adult. Cause people are just like, what would you like? And then you tell them and then they'll buy, which is great, but it's like, I don't know. And also it's like, I just don't need other adults buying me things. Like it's nice. It's very nice. And it's like, of course, like I want gifts from like Brian or just really from Brian, <laughs> but like, um, and it makes me feel like nice and special when like Brian's mom or like somebody like that will like send me a little something as like, a like, just as like a, like, I'm thinking yeah. of you in this time, but like when it's like with the people in my family who I always exchange gifts with, it's like, I just, I don't like, I can buy myself 
whatever I need, like I can do it. Like I don't need this from them. And it makes me just feel like weird, like sitting around, like my family is all adults. I don't have kids. All everyone is an adult. And it just makes me feel really weird sometimes just like sitting around and being like, here's this fucking like cookbook. Here's a fucking vase. Here's whatever. And it's just like, if you, if any of us wanted any of the shit, we would fucking buy yeah, it. I, I think if, if you have a family of just adults, you really need to do the sort of like gift exchange or like white elephant thing and make that the fun part. Cause it's then it, it gets so depressing if you're just going around it's opening weird. gifts. Yeah. Once our kids, like it's definitely in my family, it's definitely changed since my sister had kids. Cause then it's all about watching them open presents. Yeah. Which is if there are fun. Kids, it's a different yeah. story. It's fun if there are kids, but it's like really for kids. Yeah. The whole fucking thing's for kids. Grow up people. So the gift that I would buy for myself. So I think I've spoken multiple times about like the miracle product that is a silk pillowcase, but my silk pillowcase is incredibly ugly. I sort of bought one when I was going through one of my like tacky phases (laughs) and it's like, it's like tiger print. Mm -hmm. And I got it from bed, bath and beyond. It was like 30 bucks, but they have this beautiful um, Osterly silk pillowcase from a brand called Coco and Wolf. It's $97. So it's like, that's kind of expensive for a pillowcase. Um, obviously that's expensive for a pillowcase. Um, but I like it. It's not as ugly as the one that I have. And it's the kind of thing that like, if it's on your bed, you wouldn't be like kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a hundred dollars for a pillowcase. It's ridiculous. It's a hundred dollars for a pillowcase. What am I talking about? But I like kind of like it. A s- and I kind of want to try it. I mean, it does sound comfortable. I have a I have a silk uh face mask that actually I got on goop, or I, I think John gave it to me as a present. Um but I just have regular, regular old pillowcases. Well, it's, I don't think you would need it. It's like more if your hair, my hair gets really tangly. It's like fine, but also very like texture. It's like very curly and it's like very like thin, like the individual strands. So it's like, I just get really bad tangles. And I also sometimes like sleep with it wet because I like usually wash my hair at night. So like sometimes it'll still be damp. So it's like really good if like that's your, if you have like issues like that. But if you have a short hair, I don't think you necessarily need it. It's also it maybe good for your skin or something. I don't know. I think mostly it's about huh. your hair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this is my try, I guess. I guess I would try to talk myself into maybe getting a $100 pillowcase. I don't know. I mean, yeah, or you could. I'm sure there are, like you said, cheaper silk pillowcases on the market. Well, yeah, I have. A, I already have one. I'm just thinking, of, like, I like Looks. how this one looks. Well, there was an article not connected to the gift guides this week that was purportedly written by Gwyneth herself um, about, is it anti-feminist to cook for your boyfriend? I thought that was tongue in cheek. Well, I mean, sure, I guess she's, I mean, she's saying it's like, it wasn't, she's, she's saying she likes to cook. So it's not anti-feminist. What about it? Did you think was tongue in cheek? Just like the question in general, like I thought it was just like a little bit jokey. Like I love to cook for my boyfriend. Oh, does that make me an anti-feminist? But like, I don't, or like, I don't think that she was really, 
I think it was kind of a jokey question because obviously if you're asking it, you know the answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is... Um, but I think... Go on. Oh, I was... I mean, I agree. There, there was no one that was actually posing this question, so she was just sort of pondering it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think she was really sweating over the answer. Like, of course, it's not. People like to cook for their partners. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. But the, 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 the breakfast. I think because she's still on this like paleo kick. Some of it. Yeah, there's like a lot of like keto stuff going around Goop right now. I mean. <sighs> It's still there. Yeah, I don't, none of these recipes looked that great. Um, but I did enjoy, and I would like to try to incorporate more crab into my diet. There's a, there's a, a crab omelet, which I don't know that I, crab and eggs is the best thing together, but I just like, oh, that sounds good. I, I love crab. and Like a bed? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it would be good. It just seems like heavy. The whole thing seems heavy. Uh, it's very Sunday brunch. It's not like something you'd have like on a Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love crab. I never buy it. It's ex- it's sort of expensive to get like the like fresh lump crab that you don't have to like dig out of the shells. And then, have you ever had canned crab? No, I don't think so. I don't. I'm sure. It's I'm fine. sure it's fine. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm sure it's fine. I should just buy canned crab and see if it's fine. And then I could make like a crab. Yeah, like a crab benedict or crab melt. I don't know. That's what I'd try is crab. And what I wouldn't if I had crab, I would mix it with mayonnaise and eat it with like artichoke. Oh yeah, or do a um I would do like a crab melt, like a tuna melt. Oh mm. guys, if you're ever uh on the coast of Northern California in Pescadero, there's an old tavern called Duarts Tavern that does the best Dungeness crab crab melt in the world. That's my travel tip. That sounds good. It's so good. Um, oops, I just accidentally archived that. Is it is it anti-feminist to make your boyfriend breakfast article? Well, now you can come back to that. it whenever you're wondering. I'm going to have to dig it out. Oh, you know, I actually have been making a lot of goop recipes this week. Mm. I should have talked about this. I've, I made, because I've been, I got her um, the clean one, the clean, the like, it's the clean plate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been cooking out of it. Um, I don't think the recipes are quite as good as the ones on the website. I must say, I mean, like this is, they're all like very healthy, but there was one that was, um, really like a really easy, like sheet pan chicken where you just like make a, like a paste of like cumin and ginger and garlic and curry powder and maybe something else. And you like cube up a bunch of chicken breast and just cauliflower florets and spread it on a sheet pan um which was obviously really easy and good um but it came out sort of bland and then I made like there's like a lot of like weird like wraps with kimchi in it and stuff that have all just like come out incredibly disgusting (laughs) but I think like I'm not good at making them you don't have to make the kimchi though you're just putting kimchi on it yeah but it's just like it's like kimchi and then like avocado and like you make this like avocados like you mash up avocado with lime and then you like wrap the whole thing and like seaweed it just like turned into mush it was really disgusting but i'm sure there's other i'm gonna keep going with it there's good one i mean it's frustrating when you cook something a recipe out of a book and it takes a while and then it comes out like sort of boring yeah i i've been cooking with (laughs) 
Sheldon Simeon, who's like a top chef person, he has a Hawaii, he's Hawaiian. So he has like a Hawaiian cookbook that came out. Mm. And a couple of the recipes have been re- like really good. I made a, like a mahi mahi thing that was good. And what else? Did I- oh, I made like just like Hawaiian barbecue chicken. You make sort of like your own teriyaki sauce. But then this week I tried to make huli huli chicken, which took like two hours mm. and you have to like marinate the chicken overnight. It was such an ordeal. And it came out fine. It tasted like, oh, this is chicken. But I was just like, why did I spend this much time doing this? I hate when that happens. Yeah. I think I'm going to make her Peruvian chicken cauliflower rice soup next from it. That sounds really good. But what I'm thinking is, sorry, this is like Gwyneth recipe. This is not, but it's about a Gwyneth recipe. So you're supposed to make like you blend like onion and cilantro and like jalapeno together to make like a, I guess, sort of like a paste and you like mix it into the stock after like chicken Mm -hmm. stock. And then you use like this riced cauliflower, but I don't really like cauliflower rice and I think it gets really mushy. I'm kind of thinking I might put the cauliflower in with that other stuff and make it like a cream, like a creamy soup instead. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that that'll make it a thicker consistency yeah it won't be the exact same but i think it might i might prefer it because it's like you're using cauliflower instead of rice and like i just i never think that's very good especially floating or you could just make rice and put it in the soup and not deal with the cauliflower at all yeah i could just use real rice but but then it's not clean and it's not exactly i don't think i'm gonna do that i think the cauliflower is going in the soup (laughs) I just it's a, just a matter of how it gets in there but I feel like then the I think that would be good right I think it sounds really good any uh I I'm I'm just I've been obsessed with soups the last few weeks since um since it's gotten cooler I want yeah. soup all the time like I've been getting there's a, a Vietnamese place by my house and uh so I've been getting like chicken pho it's so yeah, fucking good I'm getting the wonton soup from Pine and Crane, which is like shrimp wontons and like, um, and like wheat noodles. That's mm. fucking good. And this week at the grocery store, I bought a uh, matzo meal so I can like actually make matzo ball soup next week. Mm, yummy. Yeah. Hanukkah is coming early. Oh, is it early? Year. It's like in November. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I'm going to make soups. I should make that uh, Peruvian chicken soup too. That from Gwyneth that yeah sounds really it sounds good, good. I know oh, I, ha- I have the book I have it right in my bookshelf all right yeah I haven't cracked it, it. it's uh collecting a lot of dust I'll tell you that I have it on my kindle which is like so stupid oh yeah I can't buy cookbooks on my kindle I bought it on the kindle by accident but then I was like oh fuck it I'll just do it with this um anyway okay what were we talking about we're doing we're, now we're now? on yeah what would you buy Okay, so my buy list was really long because I was, again, like just focusing on this like under 100 Mm. thing. I'm just going to go down and like list a couple of them because the list is really long and like, frankly, embarrassing. (laughs) I'll just talk about a couple of them. I'm just going to talk about one of them. So like uh, there were others, but let's just focus on one thing. Like there's this marble body brush. So the under 100 gift guide is like where you're like, okay, this is cheap. This is affordable. I can get anything on here. Um there's a body brush okay we all dry brush now because of this website i dry brush you dry brush you know you can get a dry brush on goop for 15 dollars. you can get one at cvs for seven dollars 
Like it's all just a brush for your body. This dry brush is marble and it's $88. So I was like, it's really pretty. I love the idea of having this like nice, like stately, like thing in my home that I'm going to keep for a long time. It's $88 for a literal brush. I don't know. It's got mar- a marble it's handle. A- See, you break things down because you're like, it's under $100. But then you're like, just because it's under $100 doesn't mean it should be $88. No. It should be like $10. But it, like, it's an investment piece. If you're di- like, I, my dry brush is, you know, hanging in my shower. It's there for everyone to see. And it's fine. But it's like, yeah, I got it for like 10 bucks on Amazon or something. So I could see if you if you have company over, if that having that marble dry brush would be a real conversation starter. And then. And just like how you feel about yourself, like I'm worth it. You know what I mean? Which is like such a toxic way to think. So it's like spending a lot of money doesn't mean you value yourself, but like. Yeah, that's dangerous. I think that is, uh, that's the root of a lot of our horrible capitalist system is thinking that way. No, you're probably right. It's like that you like put, but everyone does it. Like I, like I did it with Vintner's daughter. Um, And you know, whatever helps you get through the day. I don't think it's like morally wrong to spend money on something. No, I don't think it's morally wrong. I think it might just be stupid because it's like really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm thinking about it and I probably wouldn't really buy it, but just like, I was like, Ooh, like, you know, you get caught up in the idea of something being under, under a hundred dollars. A lot of things are under a hundred dollars. It doesn't mean that they're worth what you're paying. Exactly. Yeah. That's how they get you with this fucking list. Okay. Anyway, what's worse? So I, yeah, I already talked about like things I would want on the list. So my buy is, Oh, actually it was on, it was on the goop guide or it was on the gift guide, but it was um, a cake from, Valerie Confections. Apparently, oh, this it's looks a good. good. Apparently, they've recreated this olden days cake from a place called Blooms, which I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with. I guess there were branches in LA and San Francisco, like in the 50s or 60s, when they used to do a a coffee. Looks like it's called Blums. Blums Maybe it's right? Blums. Blums Blooms. B L U M. It's a coffee crunch cake. It looks so fucking good. I'm like, unfortunately, I'm flying to go to my family for Thanksgiving. But if I wasn't, I would like buy it and drive up there. And I guess I could take it on the plane, but this look, it would be such a pain in the ass. This looks so good though. I really want it. Really good. It looks like it's surrounded by croutons. I don't really understand. It looks like honeycomb. Oh, maybe that's honeycomb. Yeah. Oh, and I've had, I've had cookies from Valerie's before and they're really good. And I think it's, I think it's such a good idea to like, for a modern bakery to like recreate desserts from the past is so I, I I'm, I'm so interested in, in um, like what things like what, what food used to be like trendy or like all that know. stuff. So it's like, it's really, it's really interesting that this was like this. This looks really good. Food. Yeah. So maybe I'll get it. It looks like something now that would be around now because it looks sort of like Instagram because it's so like intense mm-hmm. looking. <sighs> no, it looks great. You should I, get I it. Maybe get it to your mom's house because it ships nationwide. It says it's on. Gold oh, I Valley. could ship. Yeah, I could ship it. Then it's like so expensive to ship. But well, aren't you going to get it? Don't you have to get it shipped anyway? No, I would just don't you have to order yeah, it. I would, I would oh, just pick it up. Yeah, yeah. It's like at a bakery. But yeah, you could ship it on Gold Belly. Um, maybe I'll think about. It. Maybe I'll 
I don't know, take it on the plane or maybe I'll just buy it for myself for my birthday. Buy it for yourself. You deserve it. Oh, well, that was a lot of talk about fucking gifts. I'm exhausted, to be honest. I know. And it's fucking November 5th. And we're going to be doing this for the next two months. Talking yeah, about this gifts. is danger. I don't want to. I mean, we they'll hopefully there'll be other things happening in, on Goop because like. I don't know what there's not much more to say about this gift guide. See, that's what I think. That's why I'm like going through it low and yeah. slow. And also why I like, you know. I don't really, I don't know. I don't get it. Do whatever. Everybody do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, guys. Uh, and I'm sorry that I'm such an Ebenezer Scrooge about fucking Christmas. I know everybody likes it. No, I am too. I, am I think everyone is. I, I think if you're sincerely into Christmas, you're a sicko. But whatever helps you get through the day. You like July 4th though, which is truly insane. Well, I feel like um well you like christmas I, I mean i like it fine i don't like lo- like i like christmas more than i like halloween or thanksgiving no actually thanks i think well, thanksgiving is like, my favorite i like halloween more than i like those two and i like fourth of july more than i like christmas but i don't think i mean i'm not like wearing like an uncle sam hat and like marching through the street i just like that it's in the summer yeah. And they have fireworks. It's nice. I know that America's like evil or whatever, but like, you know, Christmas is probably more the 4th of July ideologically than than fucking 4th of July ever could be. And at 4th of July, you celebrate by literally eating a hot dog. It's like the most chill day. I like the holidays that aren't like religious that are just like a day off. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, well, you know, we're rotating around the sun, so we'll get to visit all these holidays again in the upcoming year everyone will get yeah everyone will <laughs> what a brilliant insight Brian thank you <laughs> so be patient if guys if your favorite holiday isn't coming up it will be coming up soon so be patient guys yeah yeah um but yeah anyway all right uh join our patreon we have extra stuff um or not listen tell people yeah it's scoop yourself go go with the program right all right happy merry christmas (laughs) Christmas on november 5th 5th. all right we'll be saying that for the next several weeks okay Uh, bye Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.